Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. You are good, and you're good all the time. I hope you all enjoyed that because I'm telling you, I was pumped up when I heard it. I was pumped up. We're going to get started tonight. We're going to open up with prayer because we're going to be in our same book. Uh, we are really moving now. We are at page 208 in the Preparing for Battle, a spiritual warfare workbook by Mark I. Bubeck, giving Mark I. Bubeck the credit for writing this book. It is a, a wonderful work. I love it. I love it. I love it the way it's laid out, and I thank God for it. It is an inspiration, and it's one of my hottest topics. Uh, a lot of times folks don't want to deal with spiritual warfare, but guess what? Spiritual warfare is real. Whether you want to deal with it or not, you're in it. You can be on the field and, and um, in a NFL football game and not uh, have your uniform on and just get beat up, not know the rules, uh, and things of that nature, and just really get trampled on by those large football players that's in the NFL. Or you can put your armor on, learn the rules, learn the game, and play the game. That's how it is in spiritual warfare. Folks get beat up for years before they realize, guess what, you had an opportunity to be in the game and not get beat up, to be in this battle and not get beat up. And this is what's happening to a lot of folks. They are literally calling themselves Christians and getting beat up. Then, some, oh, let me, let me put you all on mute. Then what's happening is that sometimes they, they are doing okay as a believer, but their family members are getting beat up, and they're not doing anything about it, knowing that they, you got power over them demons that's on your children, that's on your husband, and you're not doing a thing in the spirit. You're trying to handle it in the flesh. You can't handle this stuff in the flesh. This is spiritual. And when it's spiritual, you got to handle it in the spirit. The Bible says what you bind here on earth is going to be bound in heaven. What you bind in, on, uh, loose on earth is going to be loosed in heaven. And we're not binding it. Don't bind up a thing. Don't speak a thing into your family's life. And, and many times, let me tell you what the enemy does, he tricks many believers to talk negative and never talk positive, talk doubt and never talk faith. He tricks them. Huh, let's get started. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we thank you, we praise you, and we bless your name. We honor you for being such an awesome God to us. We thank you for this day. You have been awesome to us this day. When we look around the earth, the world, and we see how folks uh, don't have uh, clean drinking water, they don't have electricity, they don't have um, doors on their houses. Some folks in this world today are still living in grass huts and things of those nature. Father, we bless your name for allowing us to have 
all of the benefits, all of these fringe benefits that we have. Lord, we thank you that when it gets hot, all we got to do is go to the thermostat and turn it up to cold. When it gets cold, we go to the thermostat, turn it up, and it gets hot. God, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. If No, Thank you, dear Lord, that we're not still going down to the river to get some water, but we can go to Costco and catch a whole big case of it on sale and be able to drink as much as we want. Lord, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Lord, we thank you for being able to go to the closet and pick out all kinds of different outfits. Thank you for being able to go to that closet and pick out all kinds of shoes to wear. Lord, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you that we can go to the cabinet, the refrigerator, the deep freeze. We we can go to the store and buy up as much food as we want and, Lord, eat as much as we want. Lord, we're not taking it for granted. We realize it is you that have provided for us. It is you with your hand of protection upon us. Lord, we thank you that no hurt, harm, or danger came to our family members. Lord, even those who did experience some kind of pain, some kind of suffering, some kind of up or down in their life, God, we just bless your name that it wasn't unto death. Thank you, dear Lord, for keeping them so long, even for those who passed away, but you allowed them to be sustained by the power of your spirit. For the amount of days that they did, God, we just bless your name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We thank you, dear Lord. We thank you for being an awesome provider. And, Lord, most of all, we thank you for your son, Jesus. We thank you for him saving our souls. We thank you for him dying on the cross to wash away our sins. We thank you for the revelation knowledge that has happened in our lives, that we realize as long as we're going to be here on earth, we're not going to be perfect. But, dear Lord, we thank you that when we mess up, we've got an advocate. We've got a God that we can go to and we can say, Lord, forgive Give me, Lord, I'm sorry. Lord, wash me in your blood all over again that my sins past, present, and future are already forgiven, that I can go back to you, that we can go back to you, that the whole world can come to you and say, Lord, forgive us, and that you've got the power to wash this whole world in your blood, Lord, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for salvation. Not only that the salvation is here in 2015, that if this world, this cold world, rolls on for 5, 10, 15, 20 more years, that, God, that you are there to not only let us lead us through these uh, 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 20 more years, but, Lord, that you will lead us into eternity with you. Glory to God. Father, we just thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you, dear Lord, for family. We thank you for friends. We thank you for loved ones. Lord, we pray right now for those who are not saved, those who don't know you, those who are out of the ark of safety. We pray right now in the name of Jesus. Father, that you will move on our hearts and cause us to be the kind of uh, believers that let their light so shine that men and women, boys and girls, might see what you're doing in our life and that it will be an attraction to them. Lord, let our light so shine that men and women, boys and girls, can see the blessings in our lives and that the light bulb will come on and that they will see, oh God, the light of Jesus Christ 
Christ in our lives, the Savior of this world, that it will attract them, O oh God, that they might be saved. Lord, we're praying for the unbeliever. We're praying for those who are still walking in darkness, just as we walked in darkness. We thank you, dear Lord, for calling us out of darkness into your marvelous light. We pray right now in the name of Jesus that the light will shine in darkness and that those in darkness will see the light. God, we're praying for salvation. We're praying for those who don't know you to be saved. We're praying right now, oh God, that you will do warfare on their behalf, that angels in heaven are being stirred up and being charged to fight on behalf of those who do not know you, that the light of, of, of Jesus will come on in their life and that they will be saved. Lord, that they'll miss hell, that they'll miss the lake of fire, that they will miss the fire and the brimstones, but that they will live with you for eternity. Lord, we're praying right now, O God. And if it's us that you want to use, O God, use us to your glory. Let no man glory in your presence, but let use us to your glory that some soul might be saved. Lord, we thank you for this Bible study tonight. And we pray, dear Lord, that you will cause us, O God, to, to experience your revelation knowledge that our, our eyes will be open, that our minds will be pricked, and that our hearts will be transformed. Lord, that our minds will be renewed by your spirit in the name of Jesus. Let your spirit rest upon us like never before and cause us, O oh God, to know you even the more. We thank you in the name of your son, Jesus, moved by your spirit in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah to your name. Listen to this. Children and spiritual assault. Let me tell you something. We've seen some stuff in the local news uh, uh, just here recently, and I'm telling you, children being left on a bus, children um, um, being dropped off in a neighborhood, and their parents are not home and don't know what's going on. Children, the parents go to the, the school to pick up the child, and the child is outside by themselves. The people that go, the, the school administrators have gone inside and left the child outside. Let me tell you something. That child left in that community, that child left on the bus, in the bus lot, in the back of the bus lot somewhere by themselves, that child left out on the playground. Let me tell you something. The parent came and picked it up, and they were so upset. But I'm going to tell you, before you get upset with the administrators, you need to bless God's name that no hurt, harm, or danger came to that child. You Listen, don't miss out on God's blessing because you want to take out some anger on somebody else. Yes, they did wrong. Yes, they neglected them. Yes, they were in a, a, a position where they were in error. But let me tell you something. You don't miss the opportunity that my child was left, but God watched over him. My child was dropped off in the community, but God watched over him, allowed the phone call to be made. See, this is the warfare that's going on that's keeping your child from being a statistic. And the key is this is the opportunity to study this word and to find out that, guess what, you got to tap into the power that God said you have. I don't know if you believe it or not. That's why I ask the question all the time. Do you believe it? D-Y-B-I. When you hear that, D-Y-B-I, it's do you believe it? Because if you believe it means everything. You came into this Christian faith by saying, uh, the Lord, when, when God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, whosoever believeth in him should not perish. 
See, this thing is when you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, this all thing, it hinges upon you believing. You don't have no power at all if you don't believe in Jesus Christ. I don't care who you are and how much education you got, how many books you've read, how, uh, what level of uh, uh, high school you went to, what level of college you went to. It doesn't make any difference. You have no power at all in the spirit if you don't believe that God raised Jesus from the dead. You ain't doing nothing but floating along like a sailboat in the middle of the ocean. You got to have power. Your children are under assault. You got to have power to back the enemy off. If not, the enemy ain't going nowhere. He's laughing at you. It says here's a good place to review uh, pages 135 to 39 raising lambs among wolves. And read page 144 and 43. Now, the way that reads, you want to go to that page, but it's not that page. We're going to actually go to the back of the book, Appendix A, and look at 225. Appendix A and look at 225. And this is something that I really believe is worth going over again. I talk oftentimes about tapping that nail on, on the head of the nail and tapping it in. And many times when we're trying to get a point across, um, um, I don't care how it's, it's brought across. You could talk like Charles Stanley or, or uh, speak it like Bishop Jakes. It doesn't make any difference. If you don't get it, you don't get it. I don't care if you sing it in a song. I don't care if you dance to it. If you don't get it, you don't get it. And when I say you don't get it, I'm talking about when you really understand, you act upon it. Let that soak in for a minute. When you really understand something, you act upon it. You know they say, and, and I've never seen it happen before. I may have seen it, um, I may have experienced it, but and I, and I didn't realize that's what happened. But they say that when a cake is in the oven, you shouldn't really do any something and bumping, because you can call the, cause the cake to fall. And it may be somebody on the line. I'm not asking you to speak up or testify or anything, but it may be somebody on the line. You experienced that. Something in bumping was going on. Next thing you know, the center of the cake fell. So um, that person from that point on, they say, hey, when I'm baking the cake, no thumping and bumping. Why? Because I've experienced it. See, when you start experiencing that warfare is real and that, that, that we are truly lambs among wolves, however, God has given these lambs some teeth. God has given these lambs some swords and some shields. God has given these lambs some helmets of, of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. When you start realizing that, you act upon it. You start spending time in prayer. See, that's why I, you convert and you start to pray every day. That's why you start to, when you're raking the leaves or when you're washing dishes or wiping off the car while you're vacuuming, while you're sitting on the metro, folks think you're sitting on the metro looking off in the lotto land. And in the spirit, you're calling uh, down angels from heaven to do warfare on somebody's behalf. They think you're just staring off in the lotto land, but they don't know you you praying in the spirit inside. Now, I don't know if you're really doing it, but I'm going to tell you that's what I do. That's how I keep the enemy off of my back. That's how I keep the enemy off of my, my family. Why? Because I turn them over to God. I realize God is bigger than any demon. God is bigger than any other God. And this is what we've got to operate in. I'm not talking about just hearing it. I'm not talking about talking it. I'm talking walking it.
that you, if you really, really know, then you get on fire. If you really, listen, if you, if you don't know, you don't know. If you do know, you start walking in it. All right, watch this. I'm on page 225 in the back in the appendix. This is the thing. This is, again, the, 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 the chemical makeup. This is the statistical makeup. This is the principle makeup. These are the things that you've got to have deep down inside an understanding of it so you can operate in power, okay? No doctrinal doctrinal truths. Number one, no doctrinal truths. If you need a heading above this, and I apologize if you're writing in ink, if you're writing in pencil, you can erase it and put this at the top. Make this steps to overcoming the rule of the flesh. Good God Almighty, help us, Lord. I'm telling you, I, I, I wish... I wish this was one of them nights. I wish this was one of them nights where we could trust that the people that was going to talk, they're not going to be on there uh, messing around, just just talking for the sake of talking, but that they're going to share something that's going to really be beneficial. You only got two or three minutes, and, and you open up that phone line, and you say, tell me something. How old are you? Well, I'm 62 years old. And they say, um, how long you been dealing with the flesh? I've been dealing with the flesh for 62 years. 62 years, I've still been being beat up by this thing called the flesh. And, and, and what happens here, in, in the book, it gives us an antidote. This is just one of the antidotes. This is one of the keys. I like using the phrase the key. This is one of the keys that can unlock this door when it comes to ruling over your flesh. You see some folks that they've been walking with the Lord way too, good God Almighty, you've been walking with the Lord way too long to still be dealing with the stuff you're dealing with. Why? Because you're not walking in the knowledge that you have. Write that one down. You've got to walk in the knowledge that you have. Number one, steps to overcoming the uh, rule of your flesh. Number one, no doctrinal truths. No. I'm not saying no like N-O, K-N-O-W. No doctrinal truths. You've got to know them. Look at the book of Colossians. And I play, pray, I pray in the name of Jesus that you begin to read this Bible on a daily basis, you begin to make it a part of your morning routine, and that, that particular scriptures that you need help in, in, your, in the area of life to give you all some breakthrough, that you start to meditate upon them. I believe Psalms number one, when it says you meditate upon it day and night, it'll make you like a tree planted by the rivers of water. You're going to bring forth fruit in your season. Your leaves are not going to wither. And whatsoever you do, good God Almighty, you're going to prosper. You are going to prosper. It's going to come to pass, and even if you come up short of what you said you wanted to do, it's okay. At least you're making steps towards it. I'm going to run through this quickly. Doctrinal truths. Number one, every believer has resurrection life. Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 2. Watch this. I'm going to punch it in real quick. Colossians. All right, chapter 3, we're looking at 1 and 2. Watch this. I hope you're turning there. I hope you're not just listening. I, I, I joked with somebody the other day. I said, I wonder what the folks are doing. Phone line looks like uh, we got a full list tonight of folks that's on the call, and it's amazing because you wonder. Some, somebody may have a phone just sitting on the couch. Somebody's sitting in the living room, 
and and they watching TV, but they got the phone on. So they watching a show, but they also got the phone there. I pray to God that you're sitting down with your Bible. You got a notepad out that you're taking down notes. It's time out for getting beat up. It's time out for going around in circles like on a carousel. It's time out for it. Listen to what the Bible says, Colossians chapter 3, verse number 1 and 2. It says, if ye be risen with, hold on a second, good God Almighty. That's powerful right there. If ye be risen with Christ. When Christ got up, you got up. Oh, well, hold on. What you saying? That was 2,000 years ago. I don't understand. It's not for you to understand. It's for you to receive when he got up, you got up. He got up in resurrection life in, the, in his total divinity. He ain't got to worry about humanity anymore. You got up in your newness of life. So when he called us, when he knew us before the foundation of the world, guess what? You were somebody in the spirit. You weren't anybody in the flesh. You hadn't been born yet. So now you can partake of that resurrection. This is the Bible. This is what the Bible says, and this is what it says. We've got to get an understanding that this is what you're partaking of, and this is why you got power over that flesh. It says, if ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. You better know it. Set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. The enemy has tricked so many folks to just setting their affections on things on this earth. Christ's resurrection was your resurrection. The mighty power that raised the Lord Jesus Christ from the grave dwells in each believer's life. Do you believe it? Watch this, number two. This is uh, first, this is number one. It says no doctrinal truths. It's Colossians chapter A, Colossians chapter 3, verse uh, 1 through 2. Every believer has resurrection life. Number uh, B, letter B, every believer has union with Christ in his death. Colossians chapter 3. Let's go there. Okay, take that off, put that on. Colossians chapter 3, verse number 3. Watch this. Be ye, uh, I'm sorry, for ye are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. See, this is what happens. The enemy keeps trying to remind you of your past. He keeps trying to have you to walk in your past. You've got to say to yourself, and when you say it, you've got to say it with authority. My old man, say it with me, my old man is dead. My old man. Come on, you got to say it. It's dead. You keep walking in it. Why? Because you won't, oh, my God, you won't pronounce that thing dead. You're still worrying. You're still lusting. You're still having those nasty, negative thoughts. And then you're walking in them. Why? Because you won't pronounce it dead. When you read the scripture, revelation knowledge needs to take place in your life, and that thing is dead. When Christ died, my old nature died with him. But I wasn't even born with it. See, there you go again, trying to process. You're trying to figure. You, can't, you cannot fathom in your little finite mind. You cannot fathom spiritual things. Spiritual things must be received spiritually. Our minds can't. Our minds are small. Our minds, this fleshly mind, cannot go to the deeper places of the spirit. 
Listen to what it says, Amplified Version, same verse. It says, for, your, for you died to this world, and your, and your new real life is hid with Christ in God. What is it saying? That no longer does God see you. Oh, you better hear me tonight. No longer does God see you, but he sees Christ. Listen, the death of Christ was your death. It's your union with Christ that freed you from the penalty of sin and the power of sin to hold you bondage. No longer are you in bondage. Your Our union with Christ as believers is so secure and safe. Your life is now hid with Christ in God, understanding its lofty doctrinal truth is crucial to overcoming the desires of the, uh, Mark Albubeck. You bang that one out by quoting this out of the uh, Lamb Among Wolves. You bang this thing out. I pray that you get it, that God is not looking at you. Some folk walk around condemned. Some folk still walking around in their past. They're still walking around in sins that they committed years ago and just will not release it. You've got to understand that when God died, when God died as Jesus Christ, the third, the second part of the Trinity when he died on the cross let me tell you something he died our sins died with him he took all sins on the cross so I'm not living in my past I'm living in my in my present and in my present when I look at my God no matter how many times I messed up I messed up yesterday but if I messed up yesterday and I got washed yesterday then guess what when God sees me he sees Jesus see that's why I can walk in freedom and that's why I pray that you walk in freedom you understand. You've got to understand. This thing has got to sink in. No, C, letter C. Uh, letter B, every believer has union with Christ in his death. Letter C, every believer has union with Christ in his second coming. Colossians chapter 3. Colossians, I, I don't know if you know it or not. I don't know if you was on the call the last time we went over this, but we're going over it again because somebody needs this. I know I need it. I thank God for it. The reiteration is powerful to me. It's banging the nail. My nail is already in, in this area. It's already in. It's driven into my very soul that I understand my position with God is not me with God. It's Christ with God. So when I'm, it's just like Halloween. See, they dressed up. On, in Halloween, and go, ghosts, and goblins, and ghouls, and, and, and witches, and things of that nature. Well, I dressed up too, but I didn't dress up on Halloween. I dressed up years ago when I was 12 years old. I dressed up in Christ. Good God Almighty, you better hear me today. You got to dress up in Christ. And when you wake up in the morning, you got to put your costume back on. No, I'm not talking about the costume that you wear to work to try to impress people who don't even know you, don't even believe in you, don't even love you, don't even care about you. You're trying to impress them. I'm talking about dressing up in Christ. Every day, putting this on and saying, guess what? Thank God that I'm covered in the blood. Thank God that God doesn't see me, but he sees his son. And he sees his son in the resurrection power of when he got up. Guess what? I got up with him. 
Come on, let's get this. Let us see. Let us see. It says, uh, Colossians chapter 3, verse number 4, When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Come on. Come on. Now, I know what folks say. If heareth thither, thither thou, and it's hard to understand. King James Version, it's hard to understand. That right there is King James Version, and it ain't hard to understand. When Christ come back, you coming back too. If you died, guess what? You coming back. If you're still alive, you're going to get resurrected. The dead in Christ are going to rise. We which are alive and remain going to be caught up to meet him in the air. And then when he comes back to the earth after the, uh, the Antichrist wreaks havoc on this earth, if you don't know about the Antichrist wreaking havoc on the earth, I pray to God that you don't have anything to do Sunday morning at 945, that you meet me at 329 34th Street, Southeast D.C., and that you review these uh, DVDs with us as we go through the agents of the apocalypse. The agents of the apocalypse. I pray that you start reading the book of Revelations and start to understand that if you don't make it to heaven when the rapture happens, guess what? You're going to be left here on earth. And when you get left here on earth, you're going to have to get the mark. If you get the mark, you're definitely going to hell. If you don't get the mark, then it's going to be a tough time trying to get your way to heaven. Why? Because everybody here is the majority of the folks here are going to be following after the Antichrist. And the Antichrist is going to lead them straight to hell. So the key is, for everybody we can, we need to make sure that they make it to heaven on the first train. That's how the old folks used to say it in the old church. On the first train. They, then we want to make sure that anybody that's here that we love, we want to make sure that they understand, don't take the mark of the beast. God is going to send 144,000 to minister to witness, and they're going to convert a lot of folk from following after the Antichrist to walking with God. They're not going to receive the mark, and they're going to walk with God, and they're going to be saved. Many are going to be saved, but they need to understand this prior to. So when it all happens, they know, guess what, I still got a chance to make it in. I don't know about you, but I'm fired up about people not going to hell. I'm fired up about people spending eternity with God. I'm fired up about people having an understanding that the power that they have, you don't have to walk in ignorance, but you can walk in wisdom. You can walk in God. Listen to what it says. This is a scripture here. It says, uh, 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 "Amplified." No, 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 no. Let's do this in the um, let's do this in the Message Bible. It says, "He is our life." When Christ, your real life, remember, shows up again on this earth, you'll show up. You'll show up too. The real you, the glorious you. Meanwhile. Be content with obscurity like Christ. You got to understand, I hope you hear it. When God made us, he made us in his image. Deep down inside of you is the power of God. Deep down inside of you is the spirit of God. And the spirit of God is inside of you crying out to be released and to be operated in at all times. You cannot va you can't vacillate with this thing. You can't be sometimes fleshy, sometimes spiritual.
You've got to have this understanding, and you've got to walk in it. He said, when you are either, when you are lukewarm, I don't like you. You're like sickness. I spew you out of my mouth. But if you're going to be hot, be hot. If you're going to be cold, be cold. But don't vacillate back and forth. Don't be double-minded. He says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. All right? Now watch that. Number one, I hope you got it down, was the doctrinal truths. We did A, B, and C, okay? Union, know this. The union with Christ and his second coming, Colossians chapter 3, uh, verse number 4. Now we're going to look at, we did know your doctrinal truths. Now we're going to do know the necessary Know the necessary biblical steps necessary. There you go. I, I, I knew that didn't sound right. I'm looking at it. Know the necessary biblical steps in order to apply your freedom. I love that word apply. Because, see, this is what we've got to do with biblical understanding. You, I'm not talking about just shouting. I'm not talking about just having a good time. I'm talking about understanding what you're hearing and then applying it to your life, and then seeing that what God said, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good, that you can literally try what God said and find out God shows up and does exactly what he said he's going to do. He'll give you the stability. He'll give you that peace. That peace that surpasses all understanding. You won't understand how you got peace in it. Not only are you baffling the people around you, they're wondering why you got peace. You're also wondering why you got peace. How in the world is this happening? And then once you start to experience it on a regular basis, now you can walk in it and feel comfortable in the spirit that God has made you. The problem is we're not experiencing the power of, that God said we can have. Listen to this. Great doctrinal truths based on the absolute of God is not meant to be passively accepted. These truths are to be lived in the crucible of daily life. So when the person makes you angry, you are supposed to show exactly what God said you are supposed to show in that moment. That's what they say, the crucible, the crucible of daily life. Loving your enemies, praying for those that hate you and that despitefully use you, say all manner of evil against you, and you adding them in your prayer and covering them in the name of Jesus. You're praying for them. Note how clear this is made in this matter of walking in our freedom from the rule of our flesh and desires and temptations. A, under knowing the necessary biblical steps in order to apply this freedom. A, walk in honest admission and confession. Let's say it again. This is what you got to do. I told you it's all about application. Uh, Colossians chapter 3 again, 5 through 10. Walk in honest admission and confession. Colossians chapter 3, verses 5 through 10. Let's read. Uh, Mortify, therefore, members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanliness. You've gone through that whole list. Verse number 6 says, For which things sake the wrath of God cometh 
on the children of disobedience, verse number 7, in the which ye also walked sometimes when ye lived in them. Listen, you're a believer, and you're still walking in it, and something's wrong with that picture. And let me tell you something. You don't need somebody else to step to you and check you. As a believer, you don't need somebody else to step to you and check you in these different areas. The Holy Ghost is already doing it. And the Holy Ghost, see, if I check somebody and I say, sis, um, you know, I don't even understand. Really, I don't understand why you're wearing that because that's not even godly. At the level that you are right now, you see folks doing stuff, and you wonder, why in the world would she get in the car knowing that her skirt is going to be all hiked up, her body is going to be all exposed and everything, and she's going, why would she do something like that? So when you walk to them and check them, then they think, oh, now you're judging me. No, 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 I'm not judging you. I'm trying to help you because you're setting a bad example. That's not the light of God. That's the light of your flesh shining. And if your flesh is shining, let me tell you something, that's a dark light. Yeah, the, the devil got a light too. He comes as, listen, follow me, that as an angel of light. He comes as the light of God. He comes as, but he's not the light of God. He's not an angel of light. He's an angel of darkness. And you don't want to operate in your flesh letting your dark light shine. We talked about that black light. You got a regular light, 100-watt light, uh, but and then you got a black light. You don't want to be the black light. All right? This is what the Scripture says. Lie not one to another. Hold on. Did I skip that? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Watch this. Verse number uh, – go back up here. I want to make sure I got all of this. It says, verse number 7, In the which ye also walked sometimes when ye lived in them. That's walking in the darkness. But now ye also put off all these, anger, wrath, malice. We went over that. Put those things off. You're not do. I don't do them anymore. That, I know I'm not angry at that. No, I'm not letting traffic, traffic violations, folk cutting me off and things of that nature. I'm not letting that get, no, 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 that doesn't get me upset no more. Somebody else using profanity or raising their voice, no, that's not getting me upset no more. Somebody not doing what they're supposed to do. In the household, on the job, in the street, on any, it's not getting me upset no more. Why? Because I'm not walking in my flesh. I'm walking in the spirit. I'm praying for them. Follow me. Last verse, verse number 10. And he put on the new man. So it says, put off the old man, verse number 9. Put off the old man with his deeds. And put on the new man. Well, no, this is a process. This is going to happen. This is about to happen. God's been working with me for the last 40 years trying to get this. No, it's not supposed to. I'm sorry. It's not supposed to happen. I can't lie to you. Oh, it's a working process. Yeah, you're a working process, but these little things are not supposed to be tripping you out. No, I'm not dealing with it no more. But you're not as old as this person. You're not as young as that person. How does this person not deal with it no more, and this person still is dealing with it? Because you've got to get this truth in you and stop toying with it. Stop vacillating back and forth. You've got to get it and stick to it. you either doing it or you're not. This is how God, it's not me. You're going to look at me. Now you're going to ask, okay, so you talking to me or you talking about me? No, I'm not talking to you. God's talking to you. And he said this is the way it's done. Put off the old man. Take it off and put this man on. I said it earlier. We dressed up too. 
but we didn't dress up for Halloween. We dressed up when we accepted Christ. The thing about it is you got to look at the way you accepted Christ, how long you've been knowing Christ. You done prayed this prayer about 16 different times, different services you was involved in. They prayed this prayer, the sinner's prayer, and if you accepted Christ in your life about 16 different times as long as you've been in the church. And guess what? You're still wrestling with the same stuff you've been wrestling with. It's over. You got to put your foot down and say it's over. It's like that junky, dirty house you got. You got a little junky, dirty house. And finally, you got to just put your foot down and say, you know what? I'm going to clean this house up. I'm going to start putting stuff back where it belongs. I'm going to start dusting on a regular basis and vacuuming the floor. I'm going to start cleaning this bathtub out on a regular basis. I'm going to do this. And then not just talk it, but do it. You're going to find out it's going to get easier as you do it. Stop being nasty. Stop opening your mouth when you ain't supposed to. Stop rolling your eyes. Stop stealing from the job. Stop gossiping, talking about other people's business because you ain't got no business. Come on. That's not the light. Let me tell you. You say, well, Pastor, why are you so fired up about this thing? I'm so fired up because this is the opportunity for us to witness. You ain't got to say nothing about Matthew chapter 5, verse number 7. You ain't got to say nothing about Genesis chapter 1. You ain't got to say nothing about nothing. If you live the way God said live, your light is going to shine. You're going to be the salt of the earth, and your salt ain't lost its savor. Good God Almighty. Thank you, God. Walk in honest admission and confession. Colossians chapter 3, verses uh, 5 through 10. Mortify. You know what mortify is. You got to kill it. Put it to death. Put that stuff to death. Flip with me real quick. We got time. We're going to look at Galatians. Okay? Looking at chapter 5 and verse number 19. Follow me. It says, Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, and lasciviousness. It's some nasty stuff. You Listen, you know what? I think the problem is you don't hate it. The problem is you don't hate it. You've got to hate it. When it shows up, you've got to recognize that that ain't of God and I ain't doing it. No, I don't care if I have to break out crying right in somebody's face. I'm not doing it. I'm not walking in that. Mm-mm, that's not me. Uh-uh. I'll sit here quiet. I'll look like a I'll look like an idiot by not saying nothing at all. Why are you not saying that? I'm not going to say nothing at all. Why? Because if I say something, I'm going to say the wrong thing. And and even when I say that, I don't want to say it the wrong way. Like I'm trying to intimidate you that I'm about to cuss you out. Uh uh-uh. uh. I'm not saying a word. I can't deal with that right now. I'm gonna let it go. I'm gonna let it go. Why? Because God has done this thing in me. I believe it, and I'm walking in it. No sarcasm, no evil look, all love. Okay? Follow the, it's, it's, a, it's a long list of stuff. Read it in the other translations if you don't understand lasciviousness and uncleanliness and all of those nisses. Read it in another scripture. It says the acts, the acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Obvious to God and to our Lord Jesus Christ. We've got to flow. This thing flows to us from our fallen. It flows to us from our fallen condition. 
These things popping up, dead, then it's alive, dead, and then it's alive. Why? It's our fallen condition. It's popping up. It keeps trying to live. The Bible said mortify them. What does it mean, mortify? Kill it. Come on. you got you got to get it. I'm hitting that head. I'm hitting a nail right on the head. You've got to kill it. It will not live. It will not live if you kill it. Speak love. Speak peace. Speak health in other people's lives. Speak it in your own family members' lives. This is the example that the children need to see so they'll follow us. Uh, many times you say it's a lost generation. No, they didn't get lost on their own. We led them astray. We must not expect more of ourselves than what God has presently provided us. We can't expect any more than that. This is what God has done in us. This truth can liberate us from much false guilt. Don't expect this stuff that that your expectation. Do what God has given you in his word as the as the principles, as the guidelines that we are supposed to walk in. Listen, that was A. Here is B. Walk in the truth of your death with Christ. The truth of, when it says walk, you're to live in this. When it says walk, you're to act this way. When it says walk, you're supposed to react this way. When it says walk, when you see walk in this truth, when you somebody comes to you and they present something to you, you react in the way that God says you're supposed to. That's B. That's, that's letter B. Watch this. We're going to look at a couple of scriptures real quick. Uh, which did I say? Said do this one first. Colossians chapter three. I think we did that. Colossians three and five. Okay, I'm going to jump. In the in this moment, I'm going to jump, and we're going to go to Romans chapter six. Okay, and we're going to look at verse number. Oh boy, I think I moved too fast on that one. Let's go. Romans chapter six, verse number eleven. Likewise, reckon ye. Reckon ye also yourselves to be what? Dead indeed unto what? Sin. Oh, he is so cute. And you are so married. Wow. I wish I could just pick that up. And that's a that's a nice watch right there. I, I could walk out of here with that. And I ain't talking about walk out of here with it, buying it. No, no, no. I'm dead to that kind of thing. I'm dead to it. You've got to admit, you've got to pronounce it over your life, you're dead. But alive unto God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. What are you saying when you say alive to Jesus Christ, our Lord? You're talking righteousness and true holiness. Righteousness and true holiness. That has got to be your way of living, okay? Galatians chapter 5. Did we read that already? Galatians chapter 5. i got to look. Galatians chapter 5. And we're looking at verse number 24. Each text, each text that we're reading, including Colossians chapter 3, verse 3, Colossians chapter 3, verse 5, each text speaks to the necessity 
of recognizing how God has equipped the believer to overcome the desires of the flesh by the cross of Christ. See, if the enemy, the enemy is so shrewd, he has tricked you into spending all this time doing all these other things that don't amount to a hill of beans in the spirit. You've got to get to a place where you're meditating on the principles that God has placed in this word, that wisdom that he has placed in this word, that he freely gives to us, that we can walk in the freedom and that we are no longer bound. The problem is you're confessing God as the Savior, but you're still walking in ignorance. You're confessing Christ as your Lord and Savior, but guess what? You're still walking in bondage. You've got chains on your hands shackles on your feet and not only on your feet but on your mind you've got to break your mind loose Galatians chapter 5 verse number 24 and they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the afflictions and lust the amp- no the living bible says those who belong to Christ have nailed their natural evil desires to his cross, and crucified them there. So if you don't understand it, do it the way God said do it. They say, what would Jesus do? You've got to understand that principle. Understand what Jesus did during the time when people would falsely accuse him of being a wine-bibber, of being a, 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 um, a liar, of of uh, having these relationships with people that he wasn't supposed to have a relationship with, with, and he had those relationships with those folks. Why? That they might see the light of God and come into the ark of safety. That's got to be your way. The reason I'm doing what I do is that I might represent God well. The reason I'm doing what I do is that when my evaluation time comes, that God might say to me, well done, my good and faithful servant. Follow the scripture. Watch this. The last one in this area. It says, uh, let's review. Let's review. Uh, Knowing the necessary biblical steps in order to apply your freedom. A, walk in honest admission and confession. B, walk in the truth of your death with Christ. C, Walk in the control of the Holy Spirit. I mean, that's the time to go home. I'm telling you, if that's time to shout, I'm sorry I wasn't loud or I wasn't singing a song with it, um, but it's, it's the biblical truths is enough. I think it's enough. It's the word of God. It's the principles of God. Walk in the control of the Holy Spirit. Galatians chapter 5, let's go there. Galatians chapter 5, we're looking at verse number 16. Let me see if it'll do this. I'm gonna say 16, skip 17, and do 18. Let me see if it'll, if the, uh, nah. Oh, this one did. Oh, it took me to 16, 18. Okay, we'll do them one at a time. Oh, you know what? I'll just go ahead and include 17, and um, <clears throat> skip it. Uh, Galatians chapter five, looking at 16 and 18. Listen to the scripture. This, this I say then. Walk in. There it is again. When it says walk, what does it mean? It means live. What does it mean? It means act. This is the way you're supposed to be acting. When it says walk, walk in the spirit, this is the way you're supposed to react. 
Well, I'm I'm just not doing it. I'm I'm I'm. You sound just like Satan. I'm well. I'm just not going to let him sell. I'm just going to. I'm 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 is getting in the way. I'm is stop, stopping you from walking in the light. I'm is stopping you from getting getting the victory over your flesh. I'm is not getting you to break these chains that the enemy has had you in bound for I don't know how long, and you're supposed to be a believer. It's time out for it. It's time to let, this is what the Bible says, let your light so shine. It's a letting process. Your light ain't going to shine on its own. You got to let it shine. This little light of mine, good God, <laughs> this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. I'm going to do something. I'm going to let it shine. That's what I'm going to do. Here we go. Verse number 18. Hold on. I'm, I'm peeking back up at 16 to make sure we completed that. And ye shall not fulfill the lust of your flesh. Verse number 18. But if ye be led of the Spirit, ye are not under the law. You're going to do some things, and you're going to say, Lord, I'm sorry. And the Lord's saying, you don't even need to say you're sorry for that. I'm not even holding that against you. You don't even have to say anything about that. What you just did, yeah, folks will think you were wrong, but guess what? You're not under the law. No, you didn't. You didn't say your. You didn't say your grace over your food. I'm not. You know that's what they had. They had strict laws that they had to do. And if you didn't do them, that means you weren't spiritual. If you didn't do them, you weren't a Christian. You weren't real. Well, guess what? There's some things that you're not going to do. Yes, when the disciples was walking through the the uh, the. Who was it, David, who ate the showbread? You're not supposed to eat the showbread. I'm not holding it against you, David. Jesus pulled the ox out or, or healed on the Sabbath day. When he did these things, he said, guess what? Who, who, what are you going to do? Let the ox stay down in the hole? You going to let this man stay uh, lame? Because it's the Sabbath, he said, take up your bed. Thank you, Holy Ghost. He said, take up your bed and walk on the Sabbath. You ain't supposed to be doing no work. He says, guess what? I'm not holding these things against you because your heart is right. So you're doing things that you're not supposed to do according to the law, but there is no law. Hold on a second. When you are mature in God and you know your word, the Bible says clearly right here, but if ye be led of the Spirit, ye are not under the law. What does it say? Read verse number 18 in the Living Bible for me, Pastor. Can you read that for me? Sure I will. It says, when you are guided by the Holy Spirit, you need no longer force yourself to obey Jewish laws. Read that for me, Pastor, in the Good News. Sure I will. In the Good News translation, it says, if the Spirit leads you, then you are not subject to the law. Verse number 18, okay? So walk in the control. You are asking the Holy Spirit to lead and guide you every day. That's why I say you got to get up in the morning. You got to spend that special time with God so you can hook up with him. And then guess what? For the rest of the day, you're listening. See, some folk blame stuff on God that they don't want to do. I'm waiting to hear from God. God already told you what to do. And maybe you're just that close to him that he does every step of the day. He guides you. Maybe that's how you are. I'm believing that God gave us a lot of things to do in his word, and that's why the disciples, yes, they did mess up at times. They still were the disciples. They still got blessed. They still walked in the power of God. 
but they didn't do everything perfect. They still got in arguments. I think it was Barnabas and Paul. Barnabas wanted to go that way. Paul wanted to go this way. But the disciples got into argument. They got into differences. But guess what? They still did the work of God. They still went on and preached. They still wrote books that's in the Bible that we are living by today. You're not going to be perfect. You're going to make mistakes. And when you make mistakes, you've got to be mature enough to admit it, ask God to forgive you, and then walk back in your, the Christ who's clothing you every day. Come on, let's end this thing out with, the, with more word. I don't know about you, but it ain't nothing like the word. Watch this. But the fruits, but the fruits of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is what? There it is again. There is no law. I was trying to be gentle. I'm walking in faith. I'm striving. God knows your faith ain't that strong, and you're walking in something, you're speaking something. I spoke into my life. I wrote it on my mirror. I'm going to receive a million dollars in 2015. I'm going to receive a million dollars. And I started the year off strong. I'm going to receive a million dollars. Well, guess what? Mid-year, a little bit after mid-year, I stopped saying it. I didn't say it. It was still written up there on the mirror, but I stopped saying it. And guess what? God blew me away. The other night I got an award at the job, and they gave me $1,000. I said, well, I'm missing a few zeros, but guess what? Exactly what I said, not exactly, but what I said in the beginning of the year, somebody's going to give it to me. You don't care how it comes. Guess what? You got to start speaking some things into your life and don't stop. Speak some things into your life and don't stop. Believe God's going to do it. Believe that you're healed, you're whole, and you're strong. I know you're healed, you're whole, and you're strong. I know you still got pains. I know it's still hurting. And when it hurts, I say, Lord, I'm healed, I'm whole, and I'm strong. The other day, uh, uh, Lady Julia and I was out in the, in the stores, and I picked up some fish oil and omega-3. Pains that I'm having in my abdominal area, in my lower uh, abdominal area, pains and aches and things that I'm having, rough time sleeping and things of that nature. Guess what? The next thing you know, I'm taking this fish oil and this omega-3, and I don't know if God is using that or something else that's going on. It just could be faith. I don't know what it is, but guess what? It's not hurting as bad as it would, as it used to. I, I believe God. I don't care what he uses. It's up to God. It's not me. It's God. Pastor, excuse me, Pastor, uh, you just ran out of time. It's okay. It's okay. We're going to pick up right here next week. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we bless your name for our Bible study tonight. We thank you, dear Lord, for showing us that we've got to walk in this word. Make the word a part of our daily life. Write it upon the tables of our heart, I pray, that we might not sin against you, that you might be proud to call us your children. We'll call you our Father. Lord, we thank you. Bless even now. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thanks to God. I'll talk to you next week. Had a wonderful time with you tonight on the call. Be blessed. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.